the journey and begins like, what, what do I need to know when I'm 50? And I turned 40 now at April 30th. Um, by the way, man, you're invited Ooh, to, to, you. to the 40th thing. Um, I got a fun challenge coming up for April, but, um, man, it would be working probably a lot less. Um, you know, one of the studies I follow all the time is, is, um, is, is what folks say at, at end of life. And the number one thing you're, I mean, it's as old as time, what folks say and, and why we can't buck this trend is I don't, I don't know. Um, but they say, I wish I would have just worked less, done more. Um, so I have to constantly remind myself that, that um, the work is always going to be there. And even right now, as I'm in this spot of where we're trying to just hold on as we grow, um, that, that report, that task, that anything that you're doing right now is a good chance that that is not going to impact detrimentally what's going to happen right now, even tomorrow, probably not even next week. So shut it down. Um, enjoy the family. That's what, uh, that's what I think my 50 year old would tell myself right now. And, Hello friends, family. My name is JJ or Juan Jose Rescas. I am the host of your show Optimizandome or Optimizing Me in English. A space where we invite top performers from different industries to learn from their stories, their habits, their routines, their successes, failures, and mostly to learn from their mindset. Our guest today is the epitome of personal transformation. He is the founder of Champ City, a company with a holistic approach to attainable fitness, training, body transformation, and overall wellness. The most surprising thing is that this man here was a completely different person a few years ago. Literally, you would not be able to recognize this man if you ran into him six years ago. At that time, his habits were taking him down a path hill that it was not good. And the worst part is that he truly believed that he was doing the right thing until in a heartbeat, everything changed. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Nowadays, his story inspires people who want to take a change in their own habits for good, not only here in Austin, Texas, but in different parts of the planet too. To the beat of it's never too late, he rallies those ones who thought they were too old to transform themselves into their best version. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Eric Chen. Hey. Eric. Man, what an introduction. Appreciate that. Uh, it is really nice to be sitting down with you. It is my pleasure. Amen. So let's start. Let's yeah. let's start telling the, intro the, the introduction. Let's start with the audience. Yeah. Who is Eric Chen? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm your average dad, you know, and uh, with, with dreams like anyone else kind of trickle down a path that is not unique really to um, by, by most accounts in terms of what led me down there. And next thing you knew, I was in a, I was in a bad spot and a really bad spot. And it's not like in, in, when you mentioned the introduction about how things changed on like a heartbeat, 
um, it's not like this is the only journey that I've I've been on back to 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 my health. It's just the one that has finally worked for me. I've been on many journeys, I'd say, over the last probably ten years to reclaim my health. But finding um, the the right one really, you know, called upon me to um, not really follow what is out there the information not that it's bad or not that it's great it's just not really particularly for me mm -hmm. and it came down to just making things simple mm -hmm. and um more or less wearing you know horse blinders mm -hmm. on right in, in like you know, horse race just staying kind of committed and focused to right now mm -hmm. and if i could do that Magical things can happen, and once we, you know, made this this big turnaround, it's like wow, you know, I'm almost you know, forty soon, and um, that you know, nothing nothing crazy unique about me. If I could do it, anyone can, and that was it. You know, so we decided to, you know, what we're gonna we're gonna pay it forward. Nice. Yeah. So, what is now your definition of a? fitness and habits coach, because that's basically what you are leading people. It really, it's almost like a, like a, we, we've now sort of cast our, our net as more of like, like life coaches. Um, and, or we're looking at, um, because when you say fitness, it's, it's physical and mental fitness. And that's a big component, if not the biggest component to long-term change and it's not just about what you see in the mirror because anyone can follow a, a, a plan to the letter and mm. achieve that if, if if they followed it they can get to where they wanted to go however there still might be something on the inside that is just not right and only you know that as a person and so understanding who they are um, Understanding what their type of motivational DNA is, understanding what gets them to tick. Um, it's a very personable person. Um, you you got to kind of know them in, 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 a, in a sense to finally be able to anticipate their behavior and being able to hold them back um, when they're trying to speed up. Yeah. That's half of my job. Uh, and that's where most folks continue to repeat the programs that they're on over and over and over again because they just go too fast, too hard, just not recovering properly. Um, so understanding who they are, and that's why we love our particular um, program is that we really have the full spectrum of their health, you know, up into the like a provider of like a physician. And that's our next phase of our business as we grow into that. But outside of that, from Monday to Sunday, uh, we we kind of know what's going on with them. Uh, we understand the efforts that they're putting out there, how they're recovering. We're working on habits, but keeping it very simple. Um, not working on like a checklist of many different things, but actually looking at the science of how a habit is built and how it can be looped and stacked, but keeping it minimal and knowing how, you know, when to push and when not to push. Mm -hmm. And so in short, man, 
it's it's someone who just knows their people on the outside and the inside very well. Um, and so far, you know, our, our roster of, of clients um, are the ones who have related to my own personal story because we've never advertised yet. You know, we've never, we've only done organic social posting and just storytelling. And not everyone, but usually most folks are um, a little bit older, um, moms, dads, successful people in their own right, their business adventures. Um, but there's something within them that is relatable to my own personal story and who have come to us. And um, being able to work with them, understand that is, is, is awesome. And it's become what we're best at. We love like the folks who truly think that it's never too late and uh, downtrodden. I mean, you name the substance, you name like the behavior that they're involved in. Those are our people. We love bringing them back. That's what, what is, it is. Yeah. So that is, it's very interesting that you mentioned the behaviors that we are unconscious of many times and how you help your community to start getting more conscious about them and actually making a decision if they want to keep engaging in that behavior. So now that is the present. Let me take us to the past. What led yeah. you yeah. into this path? Yeah. Man, to, to really know that, you got to go all the way back. Um, after working with um, a professional therapist on some inner child um, trauma that had happened in the past, I began to unlock some things. And uh, yeah, there's, you know, I developed a, like a, an early abandonment um, style um, where it since like I never felt like I was good enough for much of anything in my early childhood days. And, um, and I always tried to outperform that and cope with that in ways that wasn't natural to who I was. And one of those things was developing a, a drinking habit very early on to um, either not think about that um, instance from early childhood um, to try to fit in better um, because I felt like that was the right thing I needed to do to be with these particular people for them to maybe uh, like me being around them. And um, of course that you know, I have no business doing that, but I developed that habit very early on in, in life and at 12, 13, 11 years old. And, um, and that led, you know, like clockwork through um, all the way up until I left the military. And that was just like what I kind of liked doing a lot, you know, because it, it was easy and um, it felt good. And then like, I felt like I was being accepted. Um, and, and some of those folks that I was with, they're like, you know, at the time and, and even still to this day, like great people who always have had the interest in my, in my heart. Um, but you know, by and large, you know, I was trying to impress, you know, people that you know, didn't really care about, you know, my well-being or anything like that. But that was where my energy was going. And this drinking substance abuse 
problem that I had then getting into the military, it only um, exaggerated, exacerbated the, the issue even further. Um, yes, like, you know, we got, you know, lean and, and mean in the military, but on the other side of that, you know, we had a lot of downtime um, and the stress of being in certain environments mm-hmm. and, you know, continue that, that, that trend. And, um, you know, you're only the, I often say this, you're only the, the sum of, of your habits and the DNA of, of who you are at very, like in your formative years of life. And um, so, it, in, and then if you continue in those said habits, whether good or bad, that's just gonna be your continual behavior. Um, if there's not a change, what's gonna happen? You know, my friend Brian Mazza says on, on, on the 10,000 team, he says nothing changes if nothing changes and i love that and um and so nothing changed and so nothing changed mm-hmm. and that carried me through and and partying just got intensified 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 mm-hmm. throughout that um but i was successful in the military i've always been successful um to to almost to like my own fault and yeah, left left the military. Yeah, got into you know corporate work. Um, well, let me pause there. Let yeah. me pause there. How did you get into the military? And the, <laughs> the behaviors you said that they increased. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how did you decide to? Do? Well, you know, we I got into the military because I was um, uh, I passed the the right physical fitness test, and uh, it was a low barrier of entry in terms of the the job that. I was going into was going into the the infantry, and and, and the Marines, and um, you, know, the, you know, not take anyone, but yeah, you know, I didn't have a criminal record or anything like that, so I was brought right in, and um, you know, I was I was a, I was a stud then. I mean, running fast, you know, you know, doing well in all the physical tests, uh, but I always had this transactional mindset then that man, I'm crushing it so hard here. You know, I'm going to party so hard here as well. Plus, just what I knew about myself was always part of the issue of um, continuing to fit in, you know, with people that I'm trying to impress. And like, I had no business, like, really trying to fit in or feeling like I wasn't good enough, even then at that time. And yet, I've now had a pattern of success and leadership, but yet, that was just part of who I was and I could never figure that out. It took me the longest time. That's later in the story about figuring out, um, you know, why I continued to feel like, you know, it wasn't good enough. Um, but we have a lot of downtime in the military and um, in some countries where you're deployed, the drinking age is lower to 18 years old. And at that point it's legal, right? To, to drink unless you're on a military facility. Uh, which then you're subject to the laws of, of the United States. And, um, and it was just that that was just what um, at the time, you know, what was just you know, just known for is like you, you deploy and you work so hard in the field and then you come back into, you know, the, the barracks or your administrative side of life and 
just go out and just be a military person out, you know, and you just, you know, trying to, you're, you're missing your family, you're, you're, you're dealing with all the stuff that you got going on, but you're also having a lot, you know, a ton of fun with the people you're with. And so there's the entertainment aspect of it. And if I had no issues with all the substance abuse and drinking early on in my life, like, man, you know, it was just prime ripe for me to fall even deeper into that, which is how I got there. Wow. So what happened in between? Well, how was that transition between, uh, between the Marines and the corporate world? How did that happen? Yeah, well, I actually, I never wanted to leave. Um, I, I really enjoyed it because I was having success. I wanted to be a pilot, you know, um, and, you know, kids growing up, they had, um, you know, you know, my friends anyways, they had baseball cards, stuff like that. I was collecting Desert Storm cards, like, you know, like cards of tanks and planes and all this cool stuff. I was just so excited about it. No history of, of really family in the military or anything like that. I really kind of blazing a trail there. I just, I just loved it and I wanted to remain in it. You know, I was you know, feeling comfortable with, with, with what we were doing. I was, I was progressing pretty well. And, but I had, um, you know, my metatarsals and my feet, the bones in your feet, um, stress fractures and all of them. Wow. And, um, it just kind of got worse and worse and worse and and when i was putting on a lot of miles like running and getting faster uh it got to the point to where i would it would be really difficult to to get up in the morning and just get going really fast yeah. and that's what the military all is all you know is all about you know 5 a.m 5 30 get up um shit shower shave i'm sure if i can say it's okay yeah it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a common thing to say. Um, shit, shower, shit, get going, get out, get training, moving, right? I mean, you're hustling so fast, and there there are points where, like, I just, I my my body, my my feet would not continue to go, and you know, I was like, what is going on? And and it turns out it's kind of kind of a um, some senses a, a, a genetic type thing. You know, our family is, is not known having the, the greatest bone structure, feet, things like that. Um, so I had to hang it up. I couldn't continue. And um, uh, the uh, girlfriend who I was dating at the time, her, her dad was an executive for uh, for an elevator company, a big one, a world, you know, one of the biggest ones in, in the world. He's like, well, man, why don't you um, come sell elevators? And I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be a pilot, you know, leaving the Marines and want me to come sell elevators? Like, and uh, I was like, well, okay. You know, so you know, I went and, and actually I couldn't believe like this industry. I was like, I had no idea. Like we get into buildings <laughs> all the time. Like actually, you know, think about it. You know, the next time you're in a building, try to figure out how did this elevator even get in this building? And I, uh, so I started figuring that out and, and I really, you know, started to love the industry itself. And you know, so I was in, I was in the construction industry. Well, you know, working with general contractors and architects, um, property, you know, on the on the service side, the end user stuff, working with property managers and, and building owners and stuff like that. Um, and you know, I started to progress within various roles in there and having a lot of success. And they're having a lot of fun. And um, I started, you know, 
um, getting more and more into a mentor role with mentee, like guiding them folks. And, and a pattern started to really emerge that that's what I really love is working with people. You know, I did that in Marines and, um, you know, and I was doing that here and, and working in the elevator industry. And, um, you know, uh, with all that success, so somehow, you know, I still carried over all those habits from the military into here, but then it got worse uh, because I was, um, you know, now certainly legal to, to consume alcohol. Um, all the networking events. Oh, you know, yeah, that's, that's sales a, ease, sales that's, that's a That's a tough one. And <laughs> that's one of the things we work on all the time in our programs. Um, how we can, you know, navigate that. Wow. Um, and so there, there was that plus, um, you know, um, you know, my, you know, the relationship that I had getting in, you know, the girlfriend, you know, I ended up becoming single for a while. And now here I was, um, a young, um, you know, 24, 25, 26 year old, um, you know, making a little bit of money now right. and, you know, trying to get into the dating scene and party life. And so all these friends and, and, um, you know, but I always had then, you know, the, man, am I good enough? Um, do I need to fit in, um, still suppressing memories from early on coping and without the structure of the Marines that was holding me together from at least a physical standpoint, um, then things started to deteriorate for me physically. And um, it just slowly got worse and worse, but yet it just, you don't see it. You know, yes, over time, you just don't notice it. And almost like, you're still the same. You're only seeing what you maybe you want to believe, and um, it it you know it it continued to it was it was tough um, from a sense of you know no longer participating in any sort of you know physical activities and you know and in the Marines like you know, you come out and you're yeah like like Division One athletes or professionals you develop this mindset like Man, i'm never going to be out of shape mm. right i'm always going to be fit and um gosh if if your habits and your environment doesn't support that mm. you're subject to you know your your own you know uh, you know your your own um, yeah, I call that part entropy. It's, That's if right. If you're not going up, you're clearly going down by default. It's in some senses, yeah, yeah. So it it just you know that trickled into um, you know, and then of course getting um, finding the love of my life, getting married. You know, now having you know bringing um, a child into our into our life, and and here I was, you know, welcoming a child into our life, you know, 30, um, you know, three, 34 years old. Um, and time is just getting more and more tight, you know, as a dad now trying to with increased responsibilities at work and no different than, 
really much of a regular dad up there you know it's just but i always had this this thought that you know what three weeks i'll get it back and i'm just three weeks away from getting it back i just carry that with me all the time and they, they were always sliding always sliding you know and it, of course um i would try so hard and that's where those many journeys come from i try so hard to get it back and crush it you know for, for three weeks and then you wouldn't see me for three months um and um and then you know there was you know we had our child who was born into our life um you know i always talk I, you know one of the things i say is 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 motivation is overrated i get that from you know when you're when when you become a dad or a mom you're always told that um you know your life changes overnight and um you know next thing you know you're just like the, the perfect role model for your children and you might be the person who would run through a wall or potentially get in front of a, a train to do anything for for your children to keep them safe perhaps um but you're still the same you're still the sum of your habits you're still that same person and if a if a child comes into your life and doesn't change your like the most precious thing literally on earth if that doesn't change your behavior that doesn't motivate you to make a life change then nothing will and so that's why i believe motivation is overrated and we can't rely on it. And it's why um, small adjustments in lifestyle and habits is ultimately the way to lead you to success. And um, so our kiddo is 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 born, and and I still have the worst of, of habits. And it's just um, I'm I'm seeing in a lot of senses now who I've become. Like the darkness in me is starting to come out. And the tra uh, childhood trauma is beginning to surface. Wow. Trying to ask the questions of why am I not good enough is surfacing. Um, where did all my life go is starting to surface. All of these things began to bubble up. And, um, and, and now seeing physically in my own eyes, like who I've become um both on the outside and now on the inside um, that led me into a very 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 dark place uh, that i don't wish upon anybody um you know didn't you know i didn't there were, there were periods when i didn't think you know i would see my 40th birthday like i just and that's that's we in our family history we have suicides depression um that's part of who we are you know my father and his father and um sister you know aunts uncle you know, um, you know uncles that had been in in mental institutions since they were five years old right this is my family and i never wanted to be that mm -hmm. and uh I thought I could break the chain. 
I was like, for sure I could be that person. Here I am, you know. Um, and at that time, that, w- that wasn't the case. I had fallen right into that, but worse. Um, it was tough. Um, so if your kid, if having your kid did not make the change, what made it? Well, um, you know, as, as the, there was, there was this, this time period when I was you know, trying on you know, uh, a pair of pants that, that I, that I just got, you know, I, I love, I love wearing comfortable slacks. I've just loved being comfortable in general, you know? You see me like this is like as 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 like <laughs> this loose, you know this is it yeah this is you know just like yourself man look very comfortable um same thing with slacks so i i invested in having a nice pair of slacks have them just right for me okay and um you know i got these new 38 size pants and you know expensive for for for, for me anyways and uh, i'm trying them on and they're too tight <laughs> too tight man and like my God, I'm 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 going to a size 40. Just got these pants. Can't wear them, and I'm gonna be uncomfortable. And at that moment, I I I caught myself in the mirror, putting on these pants, and my body's like coming out, and all this, and I I don't know what it was at that moment. Um, I don't know what it was, man, but something struck me so hard then. It was a showdown with myself in the mirror. Um, it just felt like everything was coming out. And I mean, just all, oh, man. Like, I realized that, like, man, like, this is, like, you're, you're, you're done, Eric, if, if you don't, like, take a step, uh, like, in a long term mm-hmm. one. Um, and that, man, JJ, that, that moment, could have been 15 seconds it could have it's, it felt like an eternity hmm. just sitting right there and um, that was it like after that showdown with myself um, I've never had a showdown of that immense magnitude um, but I've been here before though so much like I've tried you know get back on it um so i've done what i've always done got my stuff got it ready and i walked to the ymca the next day and instead of grabbing weights or doing anything that like maybe i was comfortable with i just got on the treadmill walked a mile and um sort of just kind of thinking about who i am what i'm doing and that mile was tough on the treadmill um, and I, 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 I came home and, um, it just seemed like for the next several months, um, things were just aligning a little bit better for me to continue this journey of, of, of health. Um, and that's why I believe so much in the environment and the process. Mm-hmm. Some of that was lucky. Some of that was maybe by design. My wife is a, is a very healthy person. Um, you know, more to her story, you know, as the journey goes on. Um, but 
you know, she was always trying to, um, you know, have fresh produce, mm-hmm. vegetables around the house. She's never like, again, Mr. Three Weeks, I'm going to get it back. So it's like, yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, my, my diet, I was made pizza rolls and eight ounces of water a day. Yeah, that was kind of like my, my nutrition and um, yeah, eating brown, baked, convenient. You know, it's like, I got no time to eat healthy. Like my, my body continued to crave what I've always craved. So I'm going to continue to, to go with that. Um, that's so just connection. let me ask, let me ask this. This is the part, it sounds to me, this, you had a mirror, mirror moment. Yeah. Right? You had the mirror and <laughs> yeah. something changed. So it's interesting between this moment, the mirror, mirror moment, and the day after, there was a gap in between. What do you think or what was your mindset? Because you have been in that position many times, but it sounds at this time you break the pattern. You really broke the chain with, I'm not going to do the same thing that I'm comfortable with, but instead I'm going to go the long mile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to purge all of yeah. this. Was there, what was your mindset in that? Yeah. In that but part, part of it was that, um, <laughs> you know, just that my pure physical state, and you know, now like 260 pounds and um, just putting on shoes, socks, shorts, everything is uncomfortable. And um, I was hardly even in a, a state to grab dumbbells and, and be even like comfortable even in the gym environment. So there, there's, there's that anecdotal part of it. But then it was just a matter of something shook me so hard that I needed to continue to process what I was thinking the day before and being in the gym with my headphones on, um, allowed me to walk through those steps in my mind as to like how I have gotten here. Hmm. And that's all I wanted to do was to process the, uh, like the mental piece of, of my journey, get to this point. And I did not want to just sweat it out or I did not want to, um, you know, cope in other ways, right? Push it out in that way. I just wanted to just think about it because I was just so shook. I never felt what I felt that day in the mirror. And, and I needed to work through it any way I could it, to, to my own capacity anyway. So um, this combination of just pure, you know, my physical state as well as just wanting to walk through the you know what i was feeling and, and what how that was impacting yeah, my life why i did what i did just walked on the treadmill versus grabbing something wow. so it's a combination of things and it's interesting that you mentioned that a few weeks ago i was at a tony robbins event and he tells the story of he he felt so constrained so so out of alignment that he simply put his stuff aside and started running and running and running and running and he was not gonna stop until he felt he had like released from anything. So that's one of the things. And then we have another another uh, guest in the show. His name is um, Gabriel Roar. He's a bio codif- uh, biocodification. Oh, I'm trying to, to forget, ex- <laughs> to remember exactly what, what is his title in English because in Spanish it's kind of different. But he was telling how parts of his childhood trauma got released 
one day after a session that he had, he started running. He said, this session did not work the day after he was running and suddenly it came to, to the realization. So it sounds that in your case, it's the combination of that moment and the long mile because you have run so many times. What yeah. was different this time? Yeah. It was something different. <laughs> yes, it very, much, it very much was different. Um, and yeah, and I didn't even get into, you know, therapy work until probably about six, eight months later in, into wow. the, into the journey to start processing that um you know and, and and this is what i learned in my own journey as to why so many things fail so so much when you're trying to adjust your life is is um just folks tend to just make it so complicated mm. early on and it doesn't need to be complicated um and they try to you know calculate it where it's like, it's going to be X is going to produce Y. Um, but I still had, even in the, the beginning part of walking in that, that mile on the treadmill, like I'm, I'm still, it's not like everything changed, right? Still the same person. Um, so drank a lot. I had a huge problem with alcohol for really, you know, six, seven, eight months into it. And then that's when it finally started to, to walk back at that time frame when I, started to um, see the change in myself and then working with with the therapist um you know but i one of the one of the just sort of the surface level issues that i was dealing with still was that i still made things transactional right so because i exercised i felt like that i had earned you know the the stuff that right. that i was gonna eat and that created uh continued to create uh, a bad relationship with food. Um, you know, I started categorizing things as, as good food and bad food uh, and not just nourishment. Um, and it, it was a toll on me. Um, and it didn't allow me to really kind of create a comfortable lifestyle. I felt like I was just changing, even in this early part of this journey. And another thing that almost almost created an event where perhaps you and I wouldn't even be sitting here right now is that in the second month of working through this, I decided to take on this, um, this 30 day challenge of like, like, a, like a, a modified whole 30. Mm -hmm. Um, a part of it was, was no drinking for 30 days. And I did it because it was like an honor of, of my late mom, um, to see if, if I could do it for her. And, um, I did it actually probably the first time in you know, 25 years that I didn't drink for, for 30 days. I think like at most, like maybe a, a week and a half or, or two weeks, um, I'm surprised as far as I've gotten before, but I did it. Um, but I restricted so hard, both on, you know, eliminating sugars, processed foods, alcohol, that out of the 30 day gate, I was just like, you know, bring it, you know, it's just, I just like a fire hose, just right. brought it right back. And that was a very early on lesson that we now apply in our programs, you know, quite a bit is like, I, I do not like anything restriction. Um, you know, the only thing that really we tend to, to 
talk about restricting is, is perhaps sugar. Um, and if there's an al if there's a, a true alcohol addiction problem, um, and that's a little bit out, outside of our scope of practice, and, and we do what we can on, on the other aspects and, and give them recommend recommendations on, on how they could get help. Um, but outside of that, you know, we, you know, restriction is, is, is not the answer. You know, all these diets, um, they're all for a very specific purpose that can get you in a short term, um, position, which is training for something, an athlete, bodybuilder, working towards an event. Um, you have a particular protocol within your body that, you know, inflammation, something like that to where you need to get on a, on a very specific diet or circumstance to where to adjust for that, but that's a short term thing. But mm -hmm. for a general lifestyle, it's tough, right? You look at the American calendar and we have the holiday period at the end of the year. We have, uh, we got the July 4th and we have spring break. And those events are all like in a, in a spot that, you know, that's right, man. Context. That's right. It's in, and folks fall right within that all the time. And like, okay, you know, I'm going to cycle back here. I'm going to, I'm going to get better after this. Wow. And then it's like the summer. I about that. And then, it, and you know, and it's just, you just fall out. Um, you know, you ramp up so hard to get ready for the summer. You know, you want to be at the pool and comfortable with your shirt off and stuff like that. And, and yeah, that's amazing. Everyone should feel comfortable. Um, but then school kicks in and you're back and you're just back to the old lifestyle of who you were before because you just didn't really adjust your lifestyle to make long-term changes. You mm. just trained for the summer event, your own mm -hmm. event. And you get into the holidays and next thing you know, it's January. And the first thing that people do is, you know, <laughs> that's it. I'm making a change. New Year's resolutions, dry January, the whole thing. And it never works. Never works. Um, multiple clinics, reputable clinics like Cleveland, you know, releasing their, their data every year in terms of the folks who make these changes and then gain all this weight back is mid 80s 90s in some studies 85 90 95% of people of all the journeys i mean that's almost 100% of you make this change and and then you gain it all back and so number one that's just tough as it is but then you you tack on the the mental aspect and that might be worse than all, especially folks who will go through serious changes, losing 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 plus pounds. And they, it, what it takes to, to do that and then gain it all back. Oh my God. Um, Man, that, that is, that's a punch to self-esteem. To, to your soul. I mean, um, most folks don't recover from that. Like just don't have it in them to do it again. Um, now I understand stuff. that is part of why you guys at Champ City drive people to to become resilient. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's 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 really about understanding. Um, you know, if if we're coping with food mm. or in other ways, um, why is that? Um, 
and it's not it's not where you uh, specifically fell down but we need to look at what got you to begin where like where did you start stumbling right and these could be repeated triggers right <laughs> understanding that and you know oftentimes it's unburied that it's a very specific person in a work environment or a very specific thing that happens in their social circle that triggers folks into certain things and the repeatable behavior of what has always worked before is going to continue to happen. Um, so understanding things like that, um, not pushing yourself too hard and restricting, you know, coming in thinking, you know, keto diet, low carb diet, all these types of different diets. And it's not that. In fact, we're going to be focusing on eating a lot of food and it's not restriction, it's addition. Um, just gonna focus on whole foods. That's it, some real food. You know, find out what your your energy output is for the day. Uh, that's fairly easy to understand. You know, what your total daily energy expenditure is to sustain you with all your walking, everything all in. Uh, whether it's 2,500 calories, or 3,000, or 3,500, you're a large person, and we're gonna to try to eat that much food to have the energy to continue to with a So like folks will work out so hard and push themselves so hard, they're burning 4,000, 4,500, 5,000 calories a day, yet eating like birds, that's just never going to sustain itself. And so um, to answer your question, yeah, you, we, we we coach folks to understand that in order to continue and you know a well-rounded program, we gotta have the energy mm -hmm. to match for, or we have to properly recover. And I put nutrition in that recovery bucket. Mm. So amen. nice. So we we went from past to present, and let's go back a little bit in time because it sounds that once you started your personal transformation that was the kickstart for what it is now champ city how, yeah. how does that work yeah um well like you know like i said you know i made these changes and you know, got down to 189 pounds is probably about, from about 260 to 189 so i was really, really lean at that point put on a couple more pounds um after that, and I felt like I was a really healthy 195 pounds. I'm like, Dad, you know, I'm like, I got it. I got to pay this forward. Like, what are the things, you know, I was thinking dads and veterans early on. And how can I, I didn't want to work in, in a gym. Um, and I didn't have any experience in online training or anything. Like, I didn't even know that that could, could be an impact. Um, but I wanted to do something different. Like, what are the pain points? And oftentimes it's with dads, you know, just too busy to get to the gym itself. I just can't do it. I don't have enough time to do that. And also with dads and, and, and veterans, sometimes like the embarrassed, like, man, they, they're almost embarrassed, right? Ashamed of who they are. And, no self-love for themselves and they just don't even want to put themselves, subject themselves to that environment. Right? So not even give themselves a fighting chance. And so I'm like, okay, so what can I do? And so that I created this um, mobile gym on wheels that I could tow behind my truck 
And that's what you see in all the Instagram videos. It's just this, this, you know, this transformer that like squat racks come out of this, this trailer. I'm bringing fitness to the doors of other folks, right? To, you know, taking the excuse out of no time. I'm coming to your doorstep with <laughs> this gym. And um, like I breathe it all of this. You bring this, bring the sweat. That's it. You bring, <laughs> yep, yep. You just stay hydrated and be ready. I'm coming. And so that's kind of how Champ City w was was born with that idea. And I was like, you know, I was in it, and um, you know, we were having a lot of success going to people's doors, you know, houses, businesses, parks, meeting them where they are, loving it. Folks are having a good time. And um, I was about four or five months, uh, four or five months of at least maybe six of prep preparing for that moment, got to this moment, started to work in it. And then, you know, two weeks to stop the spread came about. And, um, you know, I, I, I parked you know, the, the mobile gym in the driveway where you see it today. It hasn't moved a millimeter wow, since. because of COVID. It hasn't oh, moved a millimeter since, yeah. And so, with with the two weeks to stop the script you know i was i was tired man at that wow. point right because i'm i'm breaking down a gym like four or yeah. five times a day like wow okay, plus my own training everything i was doing to stay healthy figuring you know navigating how to you know begin this business i was tired and you know i, I used that as time i called all the clients guys like you know let's 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 adhere to the to the rules so what's going on maybe i could have got gotten around it, it was such a unique thing you know we weren't really a gym but uh decided to take a break it's like let's let's give it a week two weeks and we'll we'll regroup and um and ultimately it just never came back to that like no one really felt comfortable being in a gym environment and um i probably could have you know, at one point, really gotten around those rules, um, and it really made like a, you know, a fortune, like being the only gym in town. Right. You know, people were dying, like couldn't find people working out with with center blocks and anything they could to create resistance. Um, and here I was with this mobile gym, like I could have been, you know, this hero. Um, but something was, you know, pre preventing something was preventing me from from just hooking it back up in the truck and really making that happen. And there's this one guy who kept asking me through social media, um, like, Hey, do you have an online program on my, pro and, and I like to that, I didn't know like how to make it, how to facilitate it, like it, nothing. Um, but I found some, some training software signed up. It's called Trainerize, And, um, you know, I, I, Called him. I was like, you know what, man? Got an online program. Let's see what we can do. Brought him on board, wrote him a program, talked to him, and he was my only client. Um, and it was like Jerry Maguire. You know, it was like my own, like I just, we talked all the time. And I was so in, like invested into seeing him succeed. And uh, gosh, he had amazing results. And it was working, you know, looking back at what we did then, I was, my goodness. I'm, embarrassed almost at, at like what I was offering from <laughs> at that standpoint, but yet he had such great results from it. Mm -hmm. And at that point I realized like, you know, like many other trainers out there that, that you know what, a, a, the online model 
can work um, if you can find a way to connect with them and be involved in their wellness, um, you know, more frequently versus, you know, you know that self-service type of stuff. And he wrote a good review. And that was it, man. You know, we started picking up folks left and right. And, um, and that's what he found you through social media. Through social media. Yeah, he found mm. it through social media. And the account at the time was still, still a very young account. Um, but he, but, you know, I started telling the story a little bit. Um, I've gotten much more open, you know, over the years, uh, about more authentic. What, but got yeah, much more authentic right. about how I got to where I got to. But even in the early stages, I was still kind of showing some before and after stuff and, you know, talking about how it was, you know, ultimately getting away from processed food and, and reducing alcohol that, that, you know, made, made the change really happen. Yeah, long term. Um, so he really liked that type of, of coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thinking long term sustainability and um, yeah, he, he he opened. He asked me like for probably like six months. Yeah, ever since I opened the account, you know, yeah, you got an online program. You know, I finally took him up on it. You know, <laughs> like, program, program, program. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you know. It, that's how Champ City was was born, and um, you know we um, now we you know now we coach folks you know on, on every continent on earth. Yeah, and um, your programs are, are like you said they are simple and they are effective to the point that so so <laughs> my, my theory is that you know that that program is working for you when you start cursing your coach in the middle of the workout. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was so cool that uh, you came through it and run, came through one of our challenges, man. That was really awesome that you did that. Yeah, it's um, you know, I have probably made you know over three thousand workouts up to this up to this point now with all the custom folks you know coming through. Every program is designed you know for for them to to a letter and. But I always knew that, you know, Champ City needed to be much more than just a fitness mm-hmm. offering. And because with the changes that I had, you know, it's all things health. You know, for vibrant health, it's got to be, it's got to be looking at dietary intake. It's got to be looking at your habits. It's got to be looking at your overall well-being. It's got to be looking at at um, your mental fitness, your mental health. It's gotta be all these things. And then even the in the professional work of, mm-hmm. of you know, and that's that's our next phase of, of the business is building the community of medical providers, such as therapists and physicians, mm-hmm. and things like that, where we can be a, a full holistic one-stop shop practice. Um, and that's always been the vision since day one knowing that that's what it took for me to come all the way around was, and it's not anything challenging or hard. It's just a matter of looking at those different buckets of, of your life. Um, with the exception of maybe some, some professional help with therapy like that sometimes that's outside of you know, what, what is generally considered to be a costly 
sort of endeavor, or if there's a medical provider involved from a physician doing tests and things like that. But outside of, of that, like, man, nutrition still got to come in. Exercising, working on what's going on inside our brains. Yeah, um, you know, that's that's everyday life. Mm-hmm. And, you wow. know, just going to shape it a certain way to where it makes sense for you. Cool. Let yeah. me let me proceed with some uh, rapid fire questions. Yeah, man. Okay, I have some from the audience. So yeah. the first one is, okay, Eric, how to avoid getting in- injured when you're starting, when you're working back your way to, to work out? First thing I would do is probably do some sort of like benchmark assessment. Okay. Understanding like what your mobility is, what your flexibility is. Um, you know, put your put your camera in the corner, set it up on something on a tripod if you have it. Film yourself, see where you're at. Understand that you might not be the person that you were at 18, 20 years old. Um, so really going through that, understanding where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly, adequately, you know, we have to warm up, prevent injuries, um, and you know it's not static stretching, but look to dynamic movements. Cool. Um, get your body heated up, and then decompressing afterwards. Stretch afterwards, so important. Perfect. Nice. That was the first one. The second one, Eric. What is the mind muscle connection? <laughs> so that is um, when. When we're doing a particular exercise, right? You could think about it all the time. When, when, when you're exercising and you're not really feeling like what is happening, right? It's like, is this even working? Like, you know, this you know, happens all the time. And it's because your mind is not necessarily engaged into the muscle itself. It's not understanding the intent of that particular exercise. And so, if you do that, if you understand that what the intent of the exercise okay is this a hamstring strengthening mm-hmm. exercise is this a quad exercise is this a bicep right mm-hmm. yeah but definitely on the leg leg side of things is this a glute focused exercise if we are not actively focusing on the muscle that is being trained there's a good chance that we may be a um inefficient with it mm-hmm. to start Right. We, I mean, we could probably get more out of it by doing you know, in less time and doing less if we were more properly engaged in it. But it'll kind of force you to hone in on your form um, mm-hmm. with that. So really think about it. like think about if it's a glute exercise, think about your glutes firing off. Mm-hmm. Right. And they should be working. They should be engaged. And if you do that, that's where it comes. Yep. Right. Thank you. Next one. Uh, this is this one comes from me. I'm not a student only of your workouts, but also of your marketing. So, what would you say? Simple questions, or sorry, simple strategies that you could suggest for people that are trying to organically grow their their audience. I mean, first and foremost is to be as authentic to yourself and to your audience as humanly possible. If you are the story, the more of you that is seen the better is folks are smart man and they they know what's real and what's not real um but then also understanding okay you know the fitness space is just wide open i mean there's so many folks out there what specifically about you is is a little bit maybe unique about your offering um 
And if you can't really quite think of something specific to what's unique about you, then focus on exactly how you could be a better storyteller. Because I think the folks who are storytellers, who are authentic, or they are just truly just naturally gifted people, like and they're you know, the, the celebrities, the world-class athletes. You know I mean, you know, folks are going to follow, like they market themselves, which is good, but they, they still have to work for it like a crazy person, like to continue the, the growth. So, um, so man, you know, I, I would say JJ that, you know, being ultra authentic is, is, is key to, to the endeavors and like how like, how would you want to interpret it? Like, if you were trying to buy from you, like, would you buy from your own self? Wow. And if the answer is no, then, man, like, got to change tactics. Right. Yeah. Wow. Next one. What is the walk it back method? All right. So that comes from alcohol consumption. And some folks, like, thinks, um, I may have turned it into something that, that, is known as is like a scientific term and it's not it's just something that i just thought of one day uh but it comes to you know one of the hardest things that i had to go through was learning how to drink less and less and less um, and i finally decided after all the many failed attempts of you know going 30 days two weeks trying different liquors beers wines you know all this stuff it was still the same, you know. Still consuming X amount of drinks a week, mm -hmm. and it was, it was a lot. Um, so I eventually like kind of calculated up about on average what it was per week, and um, each week I just shaved a little bit off, and that was my goal. And you know, if it was like you know fifty down to okay, next week is gonna be forty-five, all the way down to you know. Where, where I am today, but that's the walk it back method that um, instead of just eliminating it, restricting it altogether, I just took a little bit off at a time. That was like my steady small goal that I had. And, you know, once I got, you know, everything was aligning with it, with you know, physical exercise, nourishment changes were happening in the body. Mm -hmm. I was then at that point seeing a therapist to work on the inner child stuff to unlock like, you know what? I am good enough, right? And um, all that was kind of clicking, and those little goals just kept me going. That's I walked it back over time. And that was, That's what I love from your story because even though it started with that mirror mirror moment, the change was placed not in this iconic Hollywood disc uh, yeah. style that it happened from now on. No, 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 no. You did it progressively, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, that is, I think that is fascinating, and that's also inspiring for other people that may have the same the same problems or similar problems. Yeah. Let me ask you this other question: What would the current Eric tell the Eric ten years ago? Man, that is an awesome question. I I would somehow find a way to. Convince them, let them know that, uh, man, you are, you are good enough, man. You got, you got nothing to prove, man. He, people love you. Um, I'd convince him to see, uh, see someone, you know, for help, um, early on. Um, and I convince, I would, I, you know, I would advise that, advise that to anyone. If resources allow, you know, seek help. 
happens. Especially if that's a history in your family, don't think that you can outrun it just because you have the will to do so. Uh, it's in DNA and genetically part of who you are. And, and if you're following in that same path, like, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for, for something bad. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would tell myself probably more than anything else. Say, Hey, you know, you're going to be okay, but you need to learn right now that, you know, you're good enough. Mm-hmm. And what would the Eric 10 years in the future would tell this one? That's where I've, I've been thinking for many years. Um, now it's just the, the journey begins like, what, what do I need to know when I'm 50? And I turned 40 now at April 30th. Um, by the way, man, you're invited to, to, to the 40th thing. Um, I got a fun challenge coming up for April, but, um, man, it would be working probably a lot. You know, one of the studies I follow all the time is is, um, is, is what folks say at, at end of life. And the number one thing, you're, I mean, it's as old as time, what folks say and, and why we can't buck this trend, is I, I don't know. Um, but they say, I wish I would have just worked less, done more. Um, so I have to constantly remind myself that, that um, The work is always going to be there. And even right now, as I'm in this spot of where we're trying to just hold on as we grow, um, that that report, that task, that anything that you're doing right now is a good chance that that is not going to impact detrimentally what's going to happen right now, even tomorrow, probably not even next week. So shut it down. Um, Enjoy the family. That's what uh, that's what I think my 50 year old would tell myself right now. And, and if I get to 50 and I'm watching this over again, and if I didn't listen to, if I'm not listening to your advice, man, I'm archiving this. I'm gonna put it on a disc and I'm gonna bury it and I'm gonna pick it up in 10 years. And I, I, I better have listened to my own advice, worked less. And if I did, man, then you're coming to my 50th birthday. Thank you. I have to remind you. <laughs> yeah. Just in case this is yeah. a tape. <laughs> yeah. 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 So man. going back into the, fam- into the family side, what is this project that you have with your kid? I know you have a very interesting project. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, um, it's, not, it's not really necessarily a project. And I, correct me if I'm, if I'm maybe, maybe I'm understanding something a little bit different than what, what you're, <laughs> what you're saying here, but. Um, it's, um, you know, my, my kiddo asked me all the time, right? Like, like six year olds do seven, what they do is, you know, daddy, can we, can we do this? You know, can we do that? Like, watch this, watch this. What? And, um, I, I, you know, I now have a rule that whatever she asks me to do, I just do it. If it's, even if it's 15, 30 seconds minute like I'm just I just say yes and I do it um, that helps me continue to be involved with her as much as possible versus like in a minute in a minute in a minute just give me a minute just give me a minute um, I'm not sure if that was was unless you picked up something else I picked that you have an email pro oh okay yeah 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 I see so 
Um, this is one of the cool things that I did, you know, even in my, my red shorts days, the red shorts, blue shorts guy. Um, I started, uh, I opened up an email account, uh, for our girl when, when she was born and, um, I've been journaling to her every day, um, now for, for six years. And I talk about the, the, the big things, the birthdays and stuff like that. But I also, the little things along the way, you know, it's like first time that she'd seen a duck and how it's mild, but how that related to our relationship, like what that meant, uh, for me and, um, you know, when she turns 18, I'm going to give her the password and you know, she'll have this chronological, lit, you know, story of, of our life together. And she'll be able to search it too, you know, you know in an email or what, but it's me writing to her, you know, and, um, it's, you know, it's pretty awesome. That is beautiful. Man. Yeah. And, you know, you made me think about this now that I, that I'm thinking about it, maybe not having the kid or having a kid does not motivate people to change. Nevertheless, in your case, it was actually the trigger, but in a different time scale, because now it sounds that you were healing this inner trauma like I had, like, like was, I'm not enough. But for your kid, you are more than enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's never gonna let you yeah. forget that. Yeah, 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 that's, um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting way to think about it, man. I've never actually thought through it like that but uh and I, I i appreciate that thank you no thank you it was beautiful. last few questions because i know we have just a few minutes um likewise rapid fire questions what are the habits in your daily routine that make the best version of yourself the best well two, two things um one it's it's at night you know i firmly believe especially if you're trying to find a way to to, to uh, be consistent where there is no consistency mm -hmm. is to have a nighttime routine um, still to this day um, about 7 p.m like a either a mental trigger will go off or if i'm wearing my my watch i'll, I'll get buzzed at 7 p.m just to remind me that this is the wind down time mm -hmm. and i follow it like clockwork and it's and it's no longer work it's just life um but it's you know, understanding, you know, what I'm eating the next day, especially in the early days, understanding exactly what I'm eating, make sure I'm set up for breakfast, lay out my clothes, begin shutting down all the blue light. And all of this, you know, allows me to follow that pattern. And more often than not, after putting the kid to bed, a little time with the wife, I'm off in dreamland, nine, nine thirty, you know, and um, that's a that's a beautiful place to be so I can get up at five. The other habit would be this might be the biggest of all in terms of the impact is when I wake up, old me would instantly get engaged into like what I thought life needed from me, what work needed from me. Um, and it would consume me. Um, and I'm never getting, you know, as busy dads, like we have such small windows of opportunity for self-care. And I, I get up, grab my water, go outside, and I, and I set intentions, light meditation, think about my day. Um, I intend to do these things. I know exactly what I'm doing. And then I go right into the workout. 
mm. right into it. And after I'm done with that, then I start checking my phone, email, stuff like that. Maybe see when, what's happening with social media. Um, but doing that habit of waking up, putting the clothes on that I laid out the night before instantly, going right outside and um, not allowing work to consume mm. me is um, probably one of the biggest ones of all. Thank you. What are your mentors or role models? Yeah. So I have a, I have a, I have a core group of, of fitness minded individuals that I've now all met, you know, in, in real life, which is awesome. Some Instagram pals, like, um, you know, if, if, you know, if you're not following the man, Cameron A house is, mm, is an incredible yeah. dude. Cameron, Cameron Horn is, is an incredible, incredible human being, kettlebell master, um, Colin, yeah, yeah, and then there's another cam. I call them my three cams. You know, we have this like core group, like these guys like keep me going. And then my entire 10,000 team of, uh, of, of athletes. I mean, these, these are some, some serious athletes. 10,000 is, is the apparel that I, <laughs> yeah. that I wear. These, these are ser like four. I mean, some of these guys fastest recorded marathon ever run in the United States ever, uh, and half. Um, professional uh, MMA fighters, former football players. I mean, these are these are serious athletes, Ironmans, you know, um, world record holders, and all kinds of different things. And then, and then there's me, you know, this, this dad, <laughs> you know, is part of this group. And to this day, I'm not even sure how I got there. Um, it's still there. But those guys, those guys are awesome. Um, I love the 10,000 group. They keep me locked in. So those athletes on the on the physical side of things, and then on the um, internal, some of the like uh, the mental stuff that that I'm that I'm, I really gotta think my therapist is is up there and now sure. as, as like a mentor of, of who I am. And um, you know, my, my brother is is one of those people. He, he's three years younger than I am, but he knows me better than anyone except for maybe th my therapist. Um, but he, if I'm ever, he can call out my BS like anyone, you know, you know we, all, we all need that person mm -hmm. in our life. Yeah. Like, maybe we all, of course, man. You know, so those are the people. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. It's, you're, I would say, the four guests that says my brother. Yeah, and it's impressive. Cool. For sure, he's gonna watch this. Yeah, right. yeah well. <laughs> so, Eric, where can people find you on the internet? And um, you can start with uh, start, start with looking at my Instagram at, at Champ City ATX. Um, Champ is my last name. It's where where that came from, and um, you can find me there. In there, there, there's you know I have a link tree that that sends you to all the places where I'm at. And that's always the easiest place. If, if you don't have a social media account, just champcity.com and get from there, get in contact, send me a message. I try to be as active as I possibly can in all my direct messages as much as I can keep up with there. Of course, if you send messages through the website, um, I try to be um, you know as available as I possibly can. Perfect. Amen. And we're going to put all of those notes in the episode notes, so no worries. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. And last question. Actually, it is if you could leave the audience with a question, 
to expand their minds, to open up their minds? What would that question be? Um, if you're if you're if you're struggling, um, I, you know, I'll let I'll let you know about a feeling that the the power of a total life transformation, physically and mentally. Um, going through that, it has, uh, it has no equal. Yeah, there's, you know, and knowing that, um, why wouldn't you want to experience that feeling for yourself? Um, you know, understand that um, it, it just can't be done in one area we you know, we can't just try to be the physically most fit people right, are. It has to be integral. It's got to be holistic. It's got to be holistic. integral. Um, so I'll challenge you with that: is to is to you know why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to try to unlock that for you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Any <laughs> any last comments before we sign off? I, I appreciate you having me on, man. You know, I love sharing. I love sharing the story yeah, because it's you know, such a relatable one. Because it's not unique. You know, if if I can do it, and many others that we've coached can do it, um, anyone can. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not too late. Um, you may not be able to become, you know, you know, a model on on a on a magazine cover. Something that's going to be genetical potential. Um, and I realize that, that now I have great genetics. So don't compare yourself to others. You, you just you just can't. But if you want to feel the, 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 the best you ever had and being truly connected internally, um, where you feel at peace with yourself, it's never too late for that. Ever. Thank you, Eric. Amen. And we're going to end up today's episode in that comment. Like always, thank you very much for following us in Optimizando Me or Optimizing Me. Today we had Eric Champ from Champ City with us here in Austin, Texas. If you like this interview, please give it a thumbs up, subscribe and share it with your contacts. By the way, we are one of the first video blogs or video podcasts on Spotify. So share that news with your friends and family. Likewise, it was my pleasure. My name is JJ Ruizcas and we'll see you on the next episode. By the way, before I forget, thanks for thanks to Pure Texas Yoga for the space. Beautiful, beautiful space. Let's come check out this place another time. Now, now I'll tell you bye. <laughs> Keep optimizing, guys.